good times over here at our what's with um, the neighbors uh, sound studio, studio learning coroner. <laughs> So welcome to our show. That's Bree. Uh, and that's Amy. And we're trying yeah. to get life together. We're slowly but surely not doing it. <laughs> it's okay. We're trying, <laughs> at least. We're trying. <laughs> we haven't what, given up yet. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> and we're almost um, okay. to... What? What's up? I was just going to say, what are our announcements? Okay. So um, I was just going to say that we're almost at episode one flipping hundred guys can you believe that and so my goal was to hit 10k at our 100th episode but we hit it before it so that's a big deal for us i know that that's not a lot but we're a small podcast we're not that big of a deal of a podcast but you know no. um we could be a big deal but y'all aren't like... yeah we need you guys to like spread the word Spread the word. Spread the word like the bird. So, you know, talk about what's with the Have neighbors. Have you heard the good news? Have you heard? Of what's with the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Tell everybody about our podcast. Uh, post a, Share our posts on Facebook. Anything that gets us likes. Anything that gets us some... Uh, engagement engagement yes absolutely engagement yes sorry your my mic was almost all the way down yeah i could yeah you should turn it i just turned what's it down to i turned it down to i turned it down to what it was last okay week. okay then it should be fine yeah but yeah uh give us your love thank you for your support though throughout this uh adventure we still plan yeah. on continuing we're having a blast for our 100th episode, we'll have um, something special in store for you guys that we're talking about. So, yeah. super excited. Also, uh, another thing special in store that I had an idea of is uh, spooky season is around the corner. I mean, there's Halloween decorations up everywhere. So, you yeah. know, it's coming. So, my idea is, um, yes, it is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> another technical issue. Um, so I had the idea of, or maybe it was Amy's, of our kids telling like a spooky story on their own words or whatever. Just a cute little kid segment. And then I thought today, you know, it'd be really cool. What if you hear me? Hear me out, Amy. Okay, what if we ask our listeners? To ask their kids to tell them <gasps> a spooky story yes. and they record it. Yes, 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 and they send it in. I love that idea. Yeah, and it's just one whole episode of like kids' spooky story segments. It could be like we could either be a bonus episode or it can be a full episode depending on how many we get. Yeah. Um, that would be so much fun. Yeah. So what would they do? Like record their kid telling a yeah. spooky story. Yeah. Yeah. Like a. Uh, like if they want to tell the nightmare before christmas story or if they caroline or their own spooky yeah, story or if something like actually anything. happened with them which i hope nothing did but i've seen a lot really, of videos yeah. on facebook of like i saw the other day i posted a kid got tripped by a, 
a door and just randomly opening and they're like this ghost trying to trip this kid it was pretty funny oh i saw that <laughs> it was pretty funny <laughs> charlotte's stories are literally like mom so there was this dark night where there was a mom and a baby and they went to bed and it was storming and thundering and lightning. Oh, and she she loves the gasps. And she's like, and then they heard a door open. And she puts in the sound effects in there and everything. And she's like, and it was a cat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if we, if, here's the thing. The more adorable, the better. We, yes. And if we get enough, we can make it a full episode. And if we get so many, we can make it a segment yeah. like once a month. Yeah. And I would absolutely love that. It, and we, like, we could even, if we get enough, you know what we could do? We could even throw them into our hometown horrors and like tell the parent, like, do it at the end and be like, all right, now it's time yeah. for your kids to tune in. Yeah. Here's the hometown, oh kids' hometown horrors. Oh, that would be so much fun. Yeah. See the potential that we could have yep. if we had people that engage yes, with us. We need more engagement more. people. We we do appreciate <laughs> what you're doing for us now, but you know, we're just asking for we a want little bit more. more. We're we're being greedy. <laughs> we're being here. greedy. Anyways, so yeah, there's yeah. that. Spooky, spooky seasons around the corner. Hundredth episode, 10K. What's with the neighbors is going on strong. Boom. I love it. Is that all we have to say today? Do you have anything you want to I tell me? So. Has anything happened? Anything new happening on your end? Amy's cat got a tie mm. and a bow tie. Yes, they got a tie and a bow tie and little reading glasses. Tony looks like Fred they're... Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> they're... <laughs> they're little scholars. <laughs> scholars. <laughs> oh, but they're circular glasses, so you could totally do yeah. Harry Potter one day. Maybe, maybe that will be the next thing that I do. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to hate me so much when I am done with this. Why? You should make a cat calendar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I really like that idea. I have to go to work first. <laughs> yeah. I need yeah. to get paid. Let's not get... <laughs> You're already acting a little too crazy with your plants. <laughs> I just... What do you do? For, what are your hobbies? Oh, um, I, sometimes I'll make a little like photo studio and set up and dress up my cats and take little cute pictures <laughs> of them. <laughs> and occasionally that comes out into a, a holiday calendar. <laughs> but I really like this idea Hi. and I could actually sell them. Do you hear him yelling? Yes. <laughs> I miss them. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I have a question for you. All right. What would be the worst buy one, get one free sell of all time? Uh, I want to say some kind of produce because it goes bad really quickly. <laughs> like, okay, so, so picture that unless you're going to eat them like really quickly, but like if if you i don't know what's something that you only use once though uh oh i don't know um what's your answer i don't know i i was trying to think of something that you would only use once or like some kind of produce that goes bad so quickly that like you would have no chance to use the second one 
like an avocado yes buy one get one free avocados <laughs> the second day or like like the big pounds of strawberries like they go so bad so quickly here yeah. and like they mold like immediately if you don't eat them right away it's like so disappointing but i guess they're free what about like a big appliance like buy one <laughs> why would you need an extra washer and dryer oh yeah. yeah why would you need an extra washer and dryer a fridge would be smart because like you could have like one in the garage or something or you can yeah in the one. garage yeah you i would totally sell it. but what if you're not allowed to sell it oh then yeah the rules yeah, are that, you're not an appliance that would suck like why do you need an extra washer and dryer <laughs> yeah. unless you have a really really big family <laughs> which i get it's fine <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one um, i'm sure my mom would have appreciated that when we were growing up with her like bajillion children yeah or maybe a portrait maybe like a a port a picture of someone or a book Who yeah a book just kidding yeah books are gross <laughs> if you can't gift it well i mean if you can't gift it why do you need two books yeah, that's true or like two two dining tables yeah oh my gosh how much space would that take up (laughs) so much space (laughs) especially if you can't sell it yeah exactly okay Okay. so you want to hear my neighborhoods thank you do you want to hear my neighborhood story heck yes i just want to be clear you're upset because we made friends with your cat you're unreasonable people you're holding our cat go in your yard and say mercury Go home. Don't come in our yard anymore. She they will want not you to... She's a cat. She doesn't speak English. It's a cat, dude. Really? Okay. All right. Well, we'll have the police department figure it out. Absolutely. Okay. Great idea. Right. Cat pervert. Oh my God, you guys are asking. Cat I have pervert. done. I've done nothing cat to bring pervert. the cat. I've done nothing cat to bring pervert. the. You're angry because yeah. your cat is in my yard. You know what? There's a crime about you harboring my cat. What crime is that? Against the law. What crime is that? It's called harboring an animal, cat pervert. (laughs) What was he saying? Cat harbor? Pervert. Cat pervert. Cat pervert. Cat pervert. (laughs) Okay, that will, I think that that's probably pretty clear. That was pretty clear. Um, Okay. I, that will definitely be on Facebook. The cat was just in Please their yard. Or if you and haven't, they're... have you already? <laughs> no, I cat haven't. Pervert. <laughs> cat pervert. Oh, man, cat I love pervert. That. That's amazing. Uh, sorry, Candy. Cat pervert. <laughs> sorry, Candy. Sorry, Candy. <laughs> sorry Candy. Um, okay <laughs> anyway <laughs> all right let me hear your spooky story about a spooky ghost all right i have a spooky story about or... a spooky multiple spooky ghosts okay. So, okay so i have one from the book today yay we are in the d states do you want to guess which one? The D states. Delaware? Yeah. How Dakota. You get, I forgot. Del- that's either South or North Dakota. There's not just, just a Dakota. I forgot that Delaware was a state until I saw in there. <laughs> I know. That's embarrassing know, for you. It is embarrassing. So um, <laughs> today I'm going to be covering Fort Delaware <laughs> in Delaware. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. Super fun. So, yeah, here we go. Where right. is Delaware? Uh, I think it's on the East Coast. Yeah, it should be on the East Coast. Okay. I had a map. Oh, right there. <laughs> uh, Delaware, right there. Yeah, it's right on the East Coast, right above, like, Maryland. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, so it's going to be old. I would have not been there. Wow, so I would have been, like, right around there. Okay, anyway. So, yes, it is old. Uh, history for you. Fort Delaware was constructed in the mid-1800s and is located on Peepatch Island in the Delaware River. It's literally, like, in the middle of the river. It. So the only oh. way to get on and off the island is by ferry or a long swim. Um, and I would suggest a ferry. So when and first this is, this is, built, this, the builders this underestimated is, the marshy land. Is this but, the island is the town or the town is on the island? Um, no, no. This is just a no. fort that's on the island. It's just like a secluded fort. The only thing okay. is on this island is the fort. Yeah. Gotcha. So, okay. Um, when it was first built, the builders underestimated the marshy land, and after installing 43,000 bricks, they started to crack, so they had to take them all down and basically start over again. Um, okay. That's not really that important, but I thought it was really oh. annoying and <laughs> wanted to put it in there. Yeah. Um, so after that, a proper fort was constructed, but unfortunately, it burned down in 1831. So there's another problem there. However, the rubble left over yeah. from that fire was later put to use to reinforce the seawall that eventually went around the island. So they made use of it. Nice. Finally, in 1848, French engineers began to construct and complete it in 1860, just in time for the Civil War. The fortress was designed oh. in a beautifully pentagonal-shaped um, mass of, like fort i don't know um made of granite brick cement and able to eventually um distribute weight along the structure so it was it was really it was a really strong structure okay the fort was used as a confederate prison during the american civil war holding not only federal convicts but pirates and prisoners of war some of the first being confederate soldiers captured at gettysburg hi tony wow Sorry, Candy. All right. Soldiers, Confederates, and Union were both treated at the hospital on site and fed scrumptious meals twice a day. And by scrumptious oh. meals, I mean, like, they they were not good. Salisbury and not, steak. Not and like, an Oreo shake. No, yeah. With whipped cream on the top, too. <laughs> Salisbury steak and an Oreo shake. I like that those rhyme. Um, <laughs> That's a, from a song. Wait, is that from that song? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I heard that. I know what I'm talking about now. I know, I know what you're talking about now. Okay. Um, that's so weird. I think I heard that in a song once. Whoa. <laughs> sorry, Candy. All right. So sorry, interesting Candy. note. <laughs> um, <laughs> when captured, uh, if a Confederate soldier could prove that he was drafted, he was allowed to take an oath of loyalty to the Union and become part of the 1st Delaware Heavy Artillery. So, like, Whoa. they can turn the Confederates into Union if they, like, promised that they would be good 
Um, because okay. many soldiers lived here, living quarters weren't great. Disease and malnutrition from tight living quarters and harsh living conditions and inhumane treatments to unruly prisoners killed many of the soldiers. Um, out of 33,000 prisoners of war that were held here, nearly 2,700 died from dysentery, scurvy, and smallpox. Oh, my gosh. This gave the prison the nickname the Delaware Death Pen. The Ew. The prison was once packed to almost 13,000 Confederate prisoners, only designed to hold 4,000. Okay. Originally That's the, a lot. Yeah. Originally, the fort held a cemetery, but due to the high water table, coffins began to, like, come up and had to be put elsewhere. It's not really that relevant, but I feel like it's relevant. It's all relevant. Yeah. Eh. Um, some prisoners of war were taken down to Fort Pulaski in Georgia, where they were treated poorly and even starved to death, like on purpose. This, however, <gasps> wasn't as harsh. This, this wasn't a treatment at Fort Delaware, but they did, uh, ration their prisoners food in retaliation, but they didn't ever starve. So, bro. I know. Like, let's watch them starve to death. That's messed up. I would die, like, in a day. <laughs> I can't. I need to eat. <laughs> I would die in a day. Oh I'm gosh, not sorry, doing Candy. well right now. <laughs> sorry, Candy. <laughs> also, uh, the commander would allow prisoners to catch fish to supplement their diet. So they also had that, I guess. Yeah. Also, in the towns surrounding the area, they would send, like, care packages of, like, fresh fruit and veggies and, like, the basic necessities to prisoners on both yeah. sides, unions, Union and Confederate. I thought that was a cool thing. That is really cool. Once once the war was over, uh, prisoners of war left the fort, and a skeleton crew remained until 1870 when the fort was deserted. In 1898, when the Spanish-American War began, the Fort Delaware was essential to protect the East Coast of America, so engineers built more rapid-fire batteries. After the war ended, it remained open for defense, serving as a subpost during World War One and World War Two, but for the most part, the weapons were just taken out and used for other bases and forts, eventually leaving it unarmed. Right. Uh, okay. By the end of World War Two, it was sold back to the state, and in 1951, deemed fort. And in 1951, Fort Delaware was deemed a uh, state park. In 2005-2006, due to threats against the foundation from the beach erosion, a 3,500-foot seawall was built to protect it along to protect it along with like um, there's also like a bird sanctuary. I can't remember what kind of birds there was. I am just That's going cool. off of memory on that part. So um, they also have like a yeah protected kind of bird that's specifically there. Um, I like it. Yeah. So, there are some legends here and just, like, some past stories. Uh, supposedly, there was once a nine-year-old Confederate drummer boy um, being held here, and legend has, legend has it that he tried faking his own death in order to be transported <gasps> back across the river in a coffin. On the other side of the river were either some sympathetic Union troops or fellow inmates who were supposed to free him once he got over there. Unfortunately, due to a shift change, 
um oh, the no. boy wasn't freed and he was buried alive <gasps> i don't Free. know if that's true there was question on that one so oh yeah, my I know. gosh so sad. Poor boy. i'm so sorry Only nine Candy. years old sorry no. um confederate Brigadier General James Archer, I know I said that wrong, was taken prisoner and arrived here very sick. He was thrown into the dungeon for organizing a prisoner uprising and died a few months later of his oh, illness. Snap. And I, I believe he was already set free when he died of his illness, but um, he was set free in like a prisoner exchange or something. Um, okay. So he was there. Uh, another story is a uh, private stefano he was a union guard at the prison who died from falling down the stairs and broke his neck so that's a very important death at the fort like if all things to die of you slipped and fell that sucks that really sucks i mean i, <laughs> I actually would rather dysentery and a <laughs> quick death you know yeah <laughs> sorry candy okay all right so let's move on <laughs> let's move on to the paranormal so okay. obviously confederate soldiers have been seen i'm sure union soldiers too uh kenya cannon and gunfire have been heard uh one of the Whoa. most haunted areas is the kit i know i know that would scare the crap out of me <laughs> could you imagine uh <laughs> no oh my god like no <laughs> uh one of the most haunted areas is the kitchen Cold spots are often felt specifically by the stove, which is said to be the spirit of a slave woman who served as a cook here. I think I read somewhere that someone believed her name was Susan. Um, okay. Susan. Um, <laughs> staff who'd worked here in the past have told stories of kitchen utensils and other tools in the area moving around and sometimes seeing this spirit appear. I actually think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's not a scary name. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's susan <laughs> oh no susan <laughs> um in the once mess hall hangs an officer's portrait where it's rumored that children who toured the fort had seen it turn into a skull <gasps> however like if you can like i saw the picture and someone tried to debunk it and it like if you look at it from an angle you can kind of like he's a really pale face and like uh -huh. the shadows are like perfectly aligned so like if you look at it the wrong angle or real quick you might see a skull so i don't know i see that okay and it's kids so i don't know yeah uh can't in be the believed. mess hall yeah no definitely there's not there's nothing in your closet you're lying <laughs> <laughs> dear god please believe your children when they say things like this <laughs> um in the mess hall it's reported that the ghost of a cleaner often walks into the mess hall and cleans then walks through a door that has been bricked up for years so basically walks through a wall like still spending the rest of your another ghost cleaning for the rest of their life Ugh. <laughs> rest of their afterlife <laughs> that's such a bummer sorry candy yeah. That would be, sorry. Uh, Private Stefano is rumored to be seen going in and out of areas at the bottom of the stairs and at the bottom of the stairs, as well as hearing banging noises um, around the stairs area where he fell. 
General Archer can be seen with a beard and dressed in gray in a gray uniform around the powder magazine and dungeon areas. He's called the Blue Man. (laughs) Maybe it's part of the Blue Man group. (laughs) Sorry, Candy. (laughs) When on some stone staircases, some have felt something touching their arms and back. Disembodied footsteps. I don't like that. I, I don't just don't touch me disembodied touch footsteps me. yelling laughing and other noises can be heard throughout the fort visitors have reported being touched and even pinched by an unseen force uh, during a paranormal investigation the delaware area paranormal society took a picture of a black shadow on the staircase and then the immediate second picture showed nothing oh on the ghost on the show Ghost Asylum, right off the bat, they began getting like uh, EMF meter readings and continued getting them throughout their stay. And on the ghost box, they heard something say boat. Oh, there is a lot more that happened on that show, but it I, I've never watched Ghost Asylum before, but I'm not a super big fan. I don't know. I just, yeah, they seem like they would jump at anything, any noise. Anyway. Sorry, not to dog <laughs> on you, ghost people. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it was a ghost. It was the waves <laughs> crashing against the place. I don't know. On taps, aka ghost hunters, they caught what her or and heard what sounded like cannon fire. Like you can hear it, like in the recordings that they got, and they had no explanations okay. whatsoever. And Grant, one of the head investigators, clearly, like, you see it on video, and you see his reaction, and you see that there's nothing there. He had his, like, they were walking, and he had the collar, like, the hood of his uh, sweatshirt pulled. Like, you can <gasps> see him get jerked back like that. Oh, no. I don't and like it that. happened three times on camera like you watch him get jerked back and nothing is there they checked to make sure he wasn't getting like attached to something and it was very obvious on camera i don't Um, like that i know um a local paranormal group called diamond state ghost investigators has seems like they've been there quite a few times um Uh they had an interesting interaction with a ghost cat and i saved this one for last (gasps) They re they even like they recalled that the pantry door had just opened just a little bit, not enough for like a human to get through by itself, like something softly had pushed it, and then they felt they heard a meow and they felt something brush against their ankles. Oh, I love it. I know. And according to like they dug up some newspaper articles and found that there had been an actual cat on the island named Bill. Bill and two dogs. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bill. I know. It was so cute. So I have like two Yelp I'm scared reviews. Yelp, I'm scared. Yelp. Sorry, Candy. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So the first one is from a Donalyn, Maryland. She said, my friend and I are amateur paranormal investigators. So we were in our element when we got to the casemates slash tunnels and were able to do some investigating. It was too noisy in there to attempt an EVP session. However, we did use our K2 meter and got some impressive results that if you are with that, if you were going there as we were to investigate, I advise you to go after school's back in session. There was a family <laughs> there with many teenage children who were incredibly noisy, who haunted oh, yeah. us the whole time, and we were th- <laughs> that we were there. We plan to return once school starts again. Aside from that, we had mostly an enjoyable day. 
there and would recommend it to anyone who is interested in history or paranormal investigating. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> that is funny. I'm also glad that she didn't like include the kids as part of the rating, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's too noisy. She gave five stars. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I found in the Facebook comments on their Facebook, um, an RP commented, did a tour 13 to 14 years ago, got touched on the shoulder in the corner room, I think on the right side of that picture. I was in the back of the group, pretty much in the hall, felt a hand on my shoulder and that feeling of someone trying to squeeze through between people. The person to my left was too far to do it. Still the weirdest feeling ever. <laughs> okay. So as of today, Fort Delaware... <laughs> has been sorry candy as of today fort delaware has been restored and kept up it is open to the public who can tour fort delaware they offer a variety of tours like historic self-guided and even paranormal tours at night where you can bring your own equipment and try to get some evidence of the hauntings and it has been visited by numerous paranormal groups and experts finding evidence of spirits residing there and that i like that they let you fort delaware yeah Delaware. i like i like that they let you bring in your own stuff like yeah on, me too. bring it on in yep that's nice make a that was fun thank Facebook. you yeah yeah i thought that was a cute one it was fun super yeah. cute you know <laughs> the cat is my favorite though i know i know i know it is and i it hope so, so. that's why i saved it for last <laughs> <laughs> thank you it. you're welcome another one for the book yeah so all right let's hear some crime that is true or fake. <laughs> yes it is not fake it's not fake today not today um so i'm going to tell you about a set of siblings actually a set of siblings yeah so first we're going to talk about kenneth so kenneth allen was born in 1976 to the most dotting, loving parents. They were so just perfectly in love. Um, he also had an amazing set of grandparents that were super involved in his life. Um, and they, you know, they would go to church together as a big family every Sunday. Like they were very intertwined with each other. Um, yeah. Uh, his grandparents were also fairly wealthy. I mean, they weren't like millionaires, but they had a good life savings. Yeah. And then in 1986, Carrie was born. They had about a t t 10 year gap with, from each other, but they were still both incredibly loved. Um, unfortunately, the happiness was short lived. Mm -hmm. Their parents bought a new house and they couldn't keep up with the payments. This caused them to argue a lot. And it just seemed like there was a dark cloud over the house all the time. Uh, uh -oh. Ken, yeah, Ken started performing bad at school and would get into fights with his friends. But the siblings shared a special bond. Um, Ken with Carrie. So he would come home and like, he it felt like they at least had each other you know that sort of yeah. thing um unfortunately at around the age of 14 years old ken ended up moving to florida with his dad when their parents got a divorce and carrie stayed with the mom um which is very it makes sense where did they also move from? like 
Um, I forgot. Okay. Uh, I want to say it was Indianapolis. I can't say it. <laughs> um, any Indianapolis, Indiana, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indianapolis, yeah. Indianapolis. It's okay. So, so over there, can't over there. Either. Yeah. So, and the dad. <laughs> sorry for anyone that's listening from there. <laughs> you just, um, you just give me the state. Just Indiana. <laughs> Indiana. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Indiana. I think so. I hope so. Um. So. Uh, once in Florida, Ken's behavior seemed to get worse. He had a chip on his shoulder. He lost his mom, his best friend, his sister, his grandparents. He was super sad. Um, uh, Carrie was also affected because she lost her brother and her dad. Carrie and her mom moved into lower income housing because she, it was a one, you know, a single parent household now. Um, and her mom protected Carrie almost too much. She would treat Carrie as if she was like still an infant in some ways. Like she would hover over her. She wouldn't let Carrie do anything without her help. And it made a lot of people that like cousins and people that were surrounded by the family actually a little uncomfortable. Like okay. you're being too close with your yeah, kid. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah. So Ken and his dad's relationship was basically the opposite when ken was 18 he got married and joined the marines he was like deuces i'm out sorry candy all right sorry. um he had a rap sheet of battery theft and a few other things uh this got him kicked out of the military and ken picked up gambling on a casino boat in florida which rick has been oh. on one of those oh that sounds like fun yeah he he lost a thousand dollars and was like I, and he like cut himself off from he's, he's like, like no more nah i'm good <laughs> i'm i'm good i lost a thousand dollars in one night i'm I'm not doing this again yeah <laughs> <laughs> smart man um he would go on a bender for days at a time blow his entire paycheck and then go up to Indianapolis. so that was that is that is where they lived um yeah. where his grandmother lived and begged her for money and since she loved him so much, she would give it to him, give it to him. So this is like a revolving door. I mean, it, he would do it over and over and over and over again. At one point, Kenneth was charged for credit card fraud. So he fled the state and ended up in Arizona, where he did basically the same thing, but he counterfeited money. Uh, he was sentenced for 20 months or sentenced to 20 months for in prison and in prison, his wife was like, yeah, I'm not doing this with you anymore. She divorced him and his grandparents who had been with him throughout all of this, like in and out of everything, they cut him off. They were like, oh, good. We can't do this anymore. You're draining our, you know, our financial funds. And it's just draining on, on us emotionally. So while in prison, Kenneth would talk to his mom and his sister during one of the calls he had. He told them he had a better life planned out for all three of them when he gets out. And they're like, okay, what is it? And he's like, I'm not telling you. It's a secret. And they're like, super. Okay. So after 14 months, 
29-year-old Kenneth was released on parole to his mother and his sister in Indiana. So, now that he's somewhat free, he decides he's going to tell his sister what his plan for this better life that he, he has for them. Um, he mentioned how their grandparents have over $200,000 in the bank, and he wanted to kill them and steal their nest egg. No. Yeah. Kenneth. Sorry, Candy. Sorry, Candy. Yeah. So he would think to, he said, he would say, he said things to Carrie to like manipulate her. He said, if they really loved you, they wouldn't let you and mom live like this, you know, in low, low income housing and fending for yourselves um, just to manipulate her. Um, and Carrie was always eager to please her brother and looked up to him. So she was like, all right, I guess we can do this. Um, so on December 30th, 2004, Ken approached his mom because he's got to get her on board also. Uh, he was like, I'm going to unalive grandma and grandpa and take their money and Sharon his mom was like absolutely not you are not doing that you're a psychopath I, why would you think I'd be okay with killing my parents um <laughs> let me just so, run this by you <laughs> um, sorry Candy <laughs> so Kenneth went to Carrie and he's like, mom's not on board. And Carrie's like, duh. <laughs> like, that's stupid. <laughs> she didn't say, I don't know if she said that or not, but I would hope she would think that. Um, yeah. And <laughs> so uh, Kenneth was like, but mom knows and she's going to tell someone. So we need to kill her too. And Ken oh, man. Car Carrie was like, okay, that makes sense, brother. No, so it does not. <laughs> So at 9 p.m. that night, Carrie turned the TV up really loud. Carrie stood at the end of the of her mom's bed, and Ken got on top of his mom, put a pillow over her face, and stabbed her repeatedly in the face. Why yeah. didn't you made it like a quick one? Stabbed her in the face. Yeah. Oh my in the gosh. Face. So they left the bedroom. I'm so sorry, Candy. They left the bedroom. They sat down in the living room, poured themselves a large glass of vodka, and to and celebrated. Not by like. I thought like they were gonna celebrate by like I don't know, cheering, maybe watching TV and like having a great night. They're drinking vodka. High five. No, they decided. Yeah, they decided to celebrate by going into Carrie's room and having sex with one another. They thought that was great. They're oh. full on. They're full siblings. They're like blood all the way, all the way. Oh my god! Sorry, Candy. <laughs> so oh my god! Gross. <laughs> so after they wrapped, after that, no. they were like, "Oh, don't forget about our mother. That's next." like in the next room next to us laying dead on her bed. So they wrap Sharon up in the bed sheets and place her in the bathtub. The next week, Ken was controlling Carrie. Um, not, I don't think it was like a whole lot, but I think she was, I think she was actually scared of her brother. Right. Um, right. But I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping that was the case. Um, yeah. The next week, 
Carrie's school called and they're like, hey, where's Carrie? Because she's she's 18 at this time, but she was still in like she was a senior in high school. Um, she like, was Where? a kid. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she was. She's he's 29 and she's 18. So oh um, her school called. They're like, where's Carrie? And, and Kenneth's like, oh, she's been super sick. Like, you know, she'll probably be out for like another week or so. Um, and then Ken went to the hardware store. He purchased a saw and a garbage bag and garbage bags. Um, January 3rd, 2005, Kenneth called his grandmother. So this is a couple days later. He told her that their mom was sick and they needed help taking care of her. And mind you, his grandparents still had cut him off, but, you know, they still were in communication because he was living with Sharon and carry so she arrived at the apartment which she had to drive they didn't live in the same town they lived like a couple hours away but she arrived at the apartment and knocked on the door kenneth answered and as betty walked into the apartment he put a plastic bag over her head and pulling it tight to suffocate her oh my god (sighs) yeah so carrie just stood there like a couple feet away just watched him kill her grandmother oh my gosh Um, betty ended up collapsing and dying they wrapped her up and carried her into the bathtub next to their mother he then went to a car rental place and rented a truck he came back and ken used the saw that he bought to cut up his mother and his grandmother and carrie back carrie bagged up the bodies so um that's something to put on your resume i guess sorry candy can efficiently bag up bodies (laughs) and cut them um then they carry the bags out to the bed of the truck um they took betty's house keys from her purse and took their truck that they had rented and drove to indianapolis where the grandfather was so this is January 5th, 2005. So the next day, the siblings arrived at the house. They waited for the grandfather to wake up in the living room. They were in the living room. He was like in his bedroom. So the grandpa woke up and walked down the short hallway to the living room where Kenneth and Carrie were, and they bludgeoned him to death with a hammer. Ah, why can they gotta choose all these harsh ways? I know. Very Have you ever heard of a gun? Personal. Like <laughs> end it quickly i mean he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to get one because he was he was a felon felon but oh yeah uh, that's true and i don't know if carrie knows how to do anything on her own at this point um so they took him to the bathroom and left him there on the floor they just put him on the floor in the bathroom um before the uh, before they disposed the three bodies which were being preserved in the winter temperatures except for the grandpa he was definitely rotting in the bathroom but the mom and the grandmother were in the bed of the truck and you know it's cold so their bodies were not rotting um yeah. kenneth went 
Kenneth went on a hunt to look for the money. They moved into their grandparents' house, and Kenneth purchased a laptop and then transferred the money into his account. Um, then Kenneth was like, sick, got the money. Now I'm going to be responsible with it. Oh, Which, yeah, sure. Gonna go totally responsible. It. Yep. He went down to the Ohio River casinos, spent four days there and ga- on a gambling spree and lost $60,000. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So while Ken was winning big at the casino... Carrie spent time in various chat rooms. She ended up meeting another woman she met in the chat room and brought her back to her grandparents' house and engaged in sexual activities with the grandfather 10 feet away. She's just like, come on over. And I don't know how they didn't. I don't know how the, the other women were like, hey, can I use your bathroom? Or I don't know. What's that smell? Yeah. Um, like, oh, is that like supposed to be like a bear rug, but a human instead? <laughs> <laughs> um, when so, Carrie had- you get it? <laughs> I would love to have one. Oh, it's one of a kind. You can't have one. <laughs> um, when Carrie did have to use the bathroom, she literally would have to step over his body to go to get to the toilet. Oh, my gosh. So after Ken came back from his bender, he rented a jackhammer and cleared up space in the concrete of the basement. And a neighbor actually heard this commotion because jackhammers are very loud. Yeah. At three o'clock in the morning. But he was like, oh, that's normal for these old people to be using a jackhammer at three o'clock in the morning. So I'm not going to say anything. It's Um, fine. It's fine. Once the hole was big enough, they brought the bodies down to the basement and put them in the hole. Then Kenneth went out and purchased a cement mixer, brought it into the living room, and was literally mixing cement in the middle of the living room. And they would carry the wet cement down in five-gallon buckets. Wow. Then Ken traded in the rental truck for a rental car. And they took all of their grandparents' valuables, anything like jewelry, anything like that, and headed to Las Vegas, baby. Um, in St. Charles County, Missouri, on Wednesday, February 9th, 2005, a deputy saw a vehicle speeding, so he put his lights on. But the car took off, and it turned into a speeding chase. They eventually pulled over, and the officer walked over to the passenger side and sees Kenneth and Carrie and asked for their IDs. Carrie was like, oh, I don't have one, but I'm 18 years old. And the officer obviously suspected something, because why would you run from the cops? Yeah. So uh, he was also worried about Carrie because she didn't have an ID. So he was worried that maybe she was kidnapped or a runaway or scared of what Kenneth would do if she told the truth. So the, um, even though she is telling the truth, she was 18, but the officer doesn't know that. Um, so he had Kenneth step out of the vehicle and ask Kenneth some questions. Kenneth told them that they had been planning on moving to Las Vegas for a new life for a long time. That's his sister, yada, yada, yada. But when the cop asked Carrie, she was like, 
or he was like, how long have you guys been planning to move to Vegas? And she's like, oh, just for a couple days. We've been planning this. <laughs> and the cop was like, mm, I don't like that these answers aren't adding up. Something is fishy going on here. So um, he called for backup and decided to search the vehicle. They found the grandparents' valuables, which they didn't know belonged to the grandparents at the time. And in the back seat, they found their grandparents' IDs with numerous credit cards belonging to them. So also, if you're going to steal something, like don't have the person that you stole it from's IDs with the yeah. stuff. Right. Um, also, just don't throw it in the back seat. Like, kind of like maybe put it in like a purse or an envelope or something like that. Also, just don't don't like steal people's stuff. Just don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost. Um. So, uh. The cop asked why he had them, and Kenneth was like, oh, they passed away a few weeks ago, and they wanted me to have all these credit cards and their IDs. And the cop's like, no, people don't do that. People don't do that. <laughs> um, so nope. the cops were dispatched to the grandparents' house uh, to do a welfare check, and the cops, obviously, no one was there. The cops searched the upstairs, which was very messy, like not something grandparent normal grandparents have you know in their house normally it's kind of clean yeah um and then he goes down to the basement where he found the basement floor and a section of the floor was not consistent with the rest of the floor like it looked like new like a hole of new concrete this whole time kenneth and carrie are on the side of this road and carrie's getting anxious and, sh and like she's like oh my gosh i'm going to be in trouble so she just blurts out kenneth killed my grandparents and my mom and buried them in the basement and <laughs> so uh carrie and kenneth were arrested and during the interrogation kenneth at first at first refused to talk but the pressure became too much and it was like the floodgates opened and he was like crying he claimed that everything he did was for carrie um and carrie went into every detail from the very beginning um both the siblings pled guilty sparing them the death penalty which was very disappointing for the family a lot of the family members wished that at least kenneth got the death penalty um but kenneth is serving a 130 year sentence without the possibility of parole and Carrie is serving a 40-year sentence, and she will be eligible for parole in February of 2024, next Whoa. year. Whoa. But she might not get it because you have to, you know, at parole hearings, the victims are able to right. say, you know, I this is why to I like don't want them it. out. Yeah. Yeah. And the parole board also looks at the whole thing and the parole board is who actually decides if they're going to get out or not so crazy Dang. yeah that's wild yeah so that is the story of kenneth and carrie allen wow kenneth and carrie you are terrible people yeah sorry candy those poor old people do you know that that was a good story Thank you. So, um, funny, um, I recently restarted Orange is the New Black. Haven't oh, watched it that. in, like, years. 
and there was an elderly lady in the prison and she had seriously bad dementia and um, uh-huh. to the point to where she was like really getting hurt and like getting lost and uh-huh. so they released her it was called what was it called um it was a something release uh it's like having compassion compassionate release it's called uh-huh. a compassionate release and it's where they like can release someone if they're like super super sick or like something like depend like certain cases they can release someone so i guess before like the before like 2018 they could just like release anyone like throw them on the street and like let them go from what i gathered and then i guess like in 2018 they just changed it because like in the show they were they just let the lady go like on the street she had no family to go to no homes nothing to go to and they just didn't she get hit by a car in like two weeks I don't know. Maybe I'm not to that point yet. She just got released. They might show that she gets she dies. I can't remember. I haven't seen the show in like six years. Yeah, it was sad. I though. just watched it a couple months ago, or it's probably like six it's a months good ago. one. Mm-hmm. But I, I like didn't know one. that was a thing. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's sad. it makes sense, especially for someone like that. They literally have right. no idea why they're there yeah, anymore. Like they're they shouldn't be holding people like that. But on the other hand, like release them to somewhere that they can get twenty yes. four yeah. hour care. Like this a is really sad house. in the show. Yeah, yeah. I get it's that. Crazy. Yeah. Um, but... Do you have a neighborhood story? I surely do, buddy. Come here. Yeah. This one says, today I witnessed a man outside of J.P. Licks in Davis Square, and I'm not sure if I read this one before, using crumbs to lure pigeons to him just so he (laughs) could pick them up into his backpack. How does one even approach this situation? (laughs) I feel like I've read this one before. If I I don't think you have. (laughs) Maybe they were going to eat the pigeons. Maybe, or they're going to keep them like I did. Oh, he lured pigeons and kept them? No. It was an injured pigeon, and my dad brought it home. Oh, that's sweet. And it was mine, and I named it Cappuccino. And then once (laughs) he was healed, I let him go. Oh, so sweet. Just like the duck. (laughs) Yeah. He... (laughs) We kept him in, you know, the wired, those wired dog... (laughs) <laughs> you know those wire dog cages we kept yeah. in one of those oh oh yeah. that's cool that's cute yeah sorry candy <sighs> all right we're gonna get um follow us everywhere and have record your kids record yes. them on audio yes i'm gonna telling post a everywhere. funny cute adorable story well yeah. um you have a couple you have two months three months at least um, yeah yeah at least like a month or two yeah to but we're get trying to get to them us. in as soon as possible and we can we yeah. can even like throw them in like if we get end up getting a lot we can even throw them in at the end of our episode at the end of all the episodes for october yeah. and just say here's for your kids i don't know yeah yeah. Send those and if they want to and... do multiples, that's fine. Like send multiple yeah. recordings, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And we can keep them anonymous or they can give like a funny nickname or we can give yeah. their name. But yeah. you know, Whatever I you totally want. get if you want to keep them anonymous or yep. just their first name. Yeah. 
Uh, and, you, you know, if you... Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, everybody, wish Amy a good, good luck at work. Because I think this episode comes out the day before Amy starts her new job. So Yeah, it does. Wish her luck on I'm her new so job. I'm so excited. Congrats, buddy. Yay. Um, and have you checked in on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bree and Amy, Amy out. out. Sorry, Candy. Say hi to your cats for us. Sorry, Candy. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs>